You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. I want to see a show of hands of people that are here in this first service that are going to be unwrapping a Christmas gift in a couple of days. Anyone in here? For those that aren't, come see me after the service. We have a gift we can give you. I want to see a show of hands of who's going to give Pastor James a gift this Christmas. Just kidding. You know, unwrapping the gift is necessary for you to experience the blessing of someone's generosity. I have someone working on a special gift that I'm going to be presenting to someone this Christmas, and I cannot wait. I'm anticipating the look as we present that gift for, for this special person. Um, because when, when someone gives a gift or a gift, there is a desire for you to be blessed. Some, some of us are going to be unwrapping and receiving a bottle of cologne. And some of us probably need a bottle of cologne. <laughs> or perfume. And the reason for that is that they want you to smell better. Right? I, I mean, when someone goes to the cologne section and you have to go through all that, you know, and, you know, the, the women, they do this behind there, they kind of, and they put it up there. I know that because I've gone there with my wife and, you know. And then they, I don't know why, they bring out coffee afterwards so you can smell coffee and then you've got to go to the next one. But they want you to smell better. Um, some of us will be unwrapping and receiving a pair of shoes. And the reason for that is they want you to walk better. They don't want your toes hanging out, you know. They, they want you to have a good pair of shoes. Some will be unwrapping and receiving maybe a pair of jeans or a sweater. And the reason that they're going to buy you this is they want you to look better. Some of us will be opening up a gift card from a restaurant. That's always a good thing, right? Especially if it's your favorite. And they want you to what? Eat better. They want you to eat good. And so every person needs to unwrap the gift for it to make you better. I love generosity. I love it because it's twofold. It's like a coin with two sides. On one side of the coin, there is someone who is a giver. And on the other side of the coin is someone that is being blessed. Because generosity will always entail the one doing the blessing and the one that is being blessed. Have you ever noticed that? And, and, and I think that it's, it's better to be the person that is blessing the individual. Now, don't get me wrong. I love to be blessed, too. But isn't it awesome when you give someone a gift and they open it up and their, their eyes light up? They, there's excitement and it's something that they've always wanted. We had a, a, a Christmas party for the staff. And it was amazing to see every person open up their gift 
because the, the, we had like this secret Santa kind of thing, but then we told him who the secret Santa was, so I don't think it's a secret Santa anymore. <laughs> but what was amazing to me is that when they opened up their gift, they said, this is, how did you know I need, needed this? It fit their personality. It fit, their, it fit where they were at. And, and, and you could tell people were listening to their conversations and getting them things that they needed. So it teaches me that, that, that there's, there's one that blesses and there's one that is being blessed. You can't be generous alone. Have you noticed that? And, and some of you are saying, Pastor, you don't even understand. I'm generous to myself. No, no, no. That's not generosity. That's selfish. Right? Generosity is a God thing because you actually embrace his character. Jesus said something that really helps us to understand God's heart when it comes to generosity. Jesus said, he said, ask, and it will be given to you. He said, seek, and you will find. He said, knock, and the door will be opened. And, and, and then he keeps on going. He says, for everyone who will ask receives, and the one who seeks will find, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And then he starts talking about gifts. And he says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, are you going to give him a stone? Look, look, generosity. Give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? In the context, Jesus is explaining to his audience that they're not going to give their, their children, their kids, gravel instead of bread. Or, or they're not going to give them a, a, a snake instead of fish. They're going to give them something good. They're going to present to them a present that is going to make them better. And then he says, how much more a perfect God is going to give to you. You see, God emptied the account in heaven when he gave Jesus to you. The Father gave the very best so that we could find rest and find peace. You know, Mike, you, you came up uh, this morning and, and, and you really kind of uh, exhibited life. We're so busy. We are, we, are, we are so full of stuff that we need to find rest. And the only person that you find rest in is Christ. And so as we, as we think about this, God the Father wants to give us this rest, this peace, this gift that can only come from, from him. And the reason for that, the reason that we need Christ in our life is because when you find Christ, of course you find eternal life. Pastor Bob talked about this eternal life. You find an, an abundant life, but what you also find is you find your greatest potential. All of us have a potential to be uh, who God called us to be, or we're going to have a potential to be what the world calls us to be or what the devil calls us to be. Amen? And so this Christmas, I want to talk about unwrapping your God-given potential.
Because all of us have a potential. All of us can do, to do things. But I want us to pray as I go into this message. Father, thank you for first service. What a wonderful um, bunch of, of, of lovers of you that you've brought into, into this, this house of worship. I pray that you be with me as I, as I speak, Lord God, as I bring this message. The things that I've prepared, as always, Lord God, may I present them clearly with understanding. And, and uh, there may be things that I haven't prepared. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you'll give me your, your unction, your power to, to speak these words out uh, as well, Lord God, to edify every person here. And, and that as we leave this place, Lord, let us leave uh, knowing that we've been in the presence of God. And so uh, may, we, may we grow closer to you and understand all the potential that you have for us and, and unwrap it this Christmas, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name and everyone said, amen. I've got two, two uh, facets, two things that I want to talk about of unwrapping our potential. And I want us to look at this with a, from the context of an I give attitude. So we've been talking about I give. That's the series that I'm going through. So the first thing that I want us to look at as we think about I give, and it, it has to do with it, is God wants us to unwrap your personal potential. God wants for you to unwrap your personal potential. And every person that is born has a God-given potential. Because we're all fearfully and wonderfully made by the creator of the universe. And if the creator of the universe could place each star in his proper place, and he could put the sun in his proper place, and the earth, and all of the planets, he put you in the proper place. And he placed everything that you need in you and formed you so that you could bring glory to his name. Every person has that. And when you're not living up to that, you are going to be living in a state that is not from God. And usually, and, and let's think about it in Christ, during Christmas. Christmas is, for some people, the most exciting and wonderful time of the year. And for some people, it is what, some of the hardest time of the year. Because they don't have peace. They don't have, they don't have family. They don't have friends. Maybe they've made choices that is hindering their, their lives. I just met with someone this week that, that is, is, it just said, I need to talk to you, Pastor, and he's from out of town, made a special appointment, and he's going through a very difficult time, facing some very difficult circumstances because of choices that he's, that he's made. And, and, and his words to me were, I, I, I can't sleep at night. I, 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 you know, I don't know what, what I'm going to be facing when I go back. And, uh, and he said, I need God back in my life. You see, outside of God, he was trying to reach his potential the way the world says to reach his potential, and it brought him to a place of despair. Where in Christ, when you reach your, reach your potential daily, it's a place of peace, of confidence, of joy, of love. And of assurance that he's with you no matter what we're going through. And every single one of us is going through something. Amen? I'm convinced that Christ desires for us to become all he's created us to be. 
And I always, th I always say this at funerals, the dash in between your birthday when you were born, the day you were born, and the day that you died, the dash is very important. It's the, it's the, day, it's the time that we either become all God wants us to be or we become all that we try to become in ourselves. So it's so important that we understand that. It would be a very sad day if we left the gifts under our Christmas tree wrapped and unused this Christmas. So that tells us that we should embrace everything God has for us and unwrap the potential that he has for us every day. You know, the cologne... That's in that box in some of your guys' presence isn't going to make you smell any better if you don't unwrap it. And your neighbor that's right next to you is saying, please, unwrap it. Or, or those new jeans, you know, they're not going to make you look stylish unless you unwrap the gift. You know, I can't wait to, um, maybe I'm going to get some jeans and I, I, yeah, I love it because now you, you, pay big, you pay big money for holes in jeans, you know. So I might get some of those holy jeans. But you have to unwrap them. It's very, very important. And, and, and that's the way it is with our God-given potential. I love the way Jesus put it in Luke's gospel. He said, he said the same context, but he put a different twist to it. He said, if you, though you are evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. Look how he's emphasizing. You know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, now we're beginning to understand it a little bit better. Not only is God wanting to give you good gifts, but he wants to empower you with the Holy Spirit. He wants God to dwell in you for, for, you, to, for you to be able to live your life with God actually being with you every step of your day. And look how this passage describes generosity. The first is from a human perspective. Because there is no, usually, no person, no man, no woman that wants to give their, their, their children bad gifts. Amen? Unless your mind is twisted. None of us want to give our children bad gifts. I mean, yesterday we went out, um, oh boy, don't go to the malls right now. We went to the mall and, 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 you know, every year we say we're not going to do that close to Christmas. We, there we were, and, and so it was, it was uh, um, the boys and, and myself and, and Shauna and, and, uh, and, and, and uh, Ralph and baby Stephen. So me and baby Stephen just hung out, you know. But we went to different shops, and, and many of you are going to relate to this because you go to these different stores, and, and you're like thinking, I want to get this for them, I want to get this for them. Or anyways, they're saying that. I'm thinking, well, you don't need all that. But for baby Steven, we went to this place called uh, Bye Bye Baby. And they're smart. B-U-Y, B-U-Y, baby, right? Bye, bye, bye. They've got everything there. And so I'm walking with Steven. And, and, uh, but I, I'm delighted at, at how awesome you feel because you want to get them what's good. Um, human perspective. Now, God, in God's perspective, he wants to give us a gift that is eternal. We want to give people gifts that are temporal. They're temporary. So God says, just ask, seek, and knock from me. 
so that I can give you a gift that will help you reach your full potential. God wants for you individually to reach your full potential in Christ. So my, my prayer is that this Christmas, as, you, as we're opening up gifts, that your mindset, that you'll have some, some thought and, and think, God wants me to open up my gift as in my life and reach my full potential in Christ as a Christian. Amen? He's the one that teaches us that with him, we are better together. We say that all the time. We are better together. And with God, we are better together. You know, I, I think about what Jesus, how he taught us to pray. He, he said, when you pray, pray like this. He said, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Why? Let your will. Father, I want to submit to your plan. Not to my plan. To your plan. When you submit to that, you're unwrapping, you're unwrapping God's purposes in your life. And when you do that, beloved, you're going to be much better. Some of you are going into a season of, of transition. I, I just sat with someone yesterday, and, and uh, it, it's Benny, Benny Silva. He just retired. He's, and I said, Benny, you're too young to retire. Look how, look how young you look. He put 37 years into the company that he worked at. Give him a big hand. That's a lot. 37 years. And what are you going to do, Benny? He said, I want to do the work of God. He's unwrapping his potential. God's been preparing him for this day. And, and he's going to continue to walk and let God make him better as he submits to his will. You know, uh, Moses... Moses, when I think about the Old Testament, the, the great people of God, Moses is at, is at the top of the list. And Moses spent time with God. And, and one of the questions that he asked God, he said, please, show me your glory. Show me, show me what you're all about. And, and one of the greatest scriptures in the Old Testament, I believe, is Exodus 34, 6, and 7, because it shows the character of God. It doesn't change from the old to the new. Sometimes people tell me, in the Old Testament, God seems like he's so hard. He's, he's, there's so much judgment. God's character doesn't change from the old to the new. When he revealed his glory to Moses, this is what he said to it. He says, Yahweh the Lord. This is who I am. Yahweh the Lord. The God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger. How many people think that God is angry with them? That he's, he's quick to say, look at how bad you are. That's not God. I am slow to anger, and I'm filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. That's what Christmas is all about. I'm filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish. In other words, he just, he, he, I look at lavish like he just, oh, what's a, what's a good way to say it? I was going to say slobber, but you can't say that about God. He just lavishes you. He just really places a, a great amount, a lavish, unfailing love to a thousand generations, I forgive iniquity, I forgive rebellion, I forgive sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. He can't. Because he's just. So he's a God whose character is compassionate, merciful, gentle, loving, faithful, who deals with sin because it destroys mankind. The reason that he deals with sin is because it will destroy you. And so if, you, if you're unwrapping the potential God has for us, the devil wants for you to unwrap what he has for you. And that will destroy you. It won't make you better. 
It will destroy you. And when I think about the Father and how much he loves us and how he revealed his glory, he said, I will not leave the, unguilty, I mean, the guilty unpunished. He didn't. He sent his son to pay the price for all our guilt and all our shame and everything that humanity deserves. And because of Jesus, we're able to live in the peace and the forgiveness of God. Will you unwrap that this Christmas? And the potential that that's going to bring. I think about Moses. He's talking to this guy, Moses, and he's showing him his glory. And Moses, in his own self, he didn't think he would ever amount to anything. He thought he was, insec he was insecure. He thought he couldn't speak. He said, I'm slow to speak. I stutter. And what God saw in him was a mighty man in God who would deliver his people from bondage. So how do we do that, beloved? Let me say, give you some applications on how you do that. The first way that you unwrap your, your God-given potential is you have, to face, you have to face your fears with faith. Because every single one of us has something that is keeping us from becoming everything God wants us to be. And I'll tell you right now that these are going to bring fear into your life. You will never reach your full potential until you become a person that overcomes those things that are trying to destroy you with fear. Faith in Christ will extinguish fear just like fear will extinguish faith in Christ. When you're fearful, you will not do the things that God called you to do. But when you have faith in Jesus, even in, those, even in the midst of fear, you're going to be able to overcome and glorify God. Amen? The second thing that I, that I, let me say this before I go on. Do what you fear and your fear will disappear. This Christmas, this year, I want you to think, what is something that is keeping you from, 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 from becoming what God wants you to do? It might be serving in a, in a capacity. It may be doing something for the Lord. I'm bring God into the equation. What is something that, that, that you're fearful of? Do it, and your fear will disappear. The things that I've been afraid to do, They've been, they've been the most difficult things for me to do. Once I've done them, and after it's all said and done, I look back and I say, thank you, God, that I was able to accomplish that. And guess what? The next time I do it, I have less fear and more God. You see, there's something that God wants for us to do, and you're the only person that can do it. Because he's called you to do that. You have to face your fears with faith. Number two, application. Rebuke the temptation of selfishness and embrace the attitude of generosity. You'll never become everything God called you to be being selfish. It just doesn't happen. Amen? 
You'll never reach your full potential until you become a person of generosity. The reason is because God is generous. Remember what he said. He said, you give your children things that are good. How much more God give you everything that's good, especially the Holy Spirit? People who are generous, they don't ever get angry when we talk about generosity. People that are generous, they have an open heart. They, they never get angry. People that are not generous get really mad. You want what from me? That's because there's something there, beloved, that's keeping you from reaching your, your, your full potential in Christ because Christ is generous. Amen? And God doesn't want our money. Let's think about this. God doesn't want, he doesn't need our money. God wants our heart. So whenever you can't be generous, I want you to contemplate and think, what's in my heart? Why am I getting upset about that? Now, there are some things that we have to be wise about. And we have to be discerning and we have to say, you know what? I, 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 don't, I don't know if that matches God's purposes. Yeah. Amen? I mean, if someone says, you know what? I, 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 need, I, need, I need some generosity because I, I, I got to go buy me some meth. I need it now. I need methamphetamines right now. You probably need to have a little bit of wisdom and say, you know what? I, I want to bless you, but I want to bless you. I want to help you. I, I want to send you maybe to celebrate recovery. Amen? I want to help you get into a rehab. We had a neighbor. I remember a lovely young girl. We, when we moved into our house almost uh, over 20 years ago, she met us at the, at, at, in our yard. We just went, went to look at the house, and, and, and I still think about this day. She sat there on the on the sidewalk, talked our ears off. And now she's hooked on, on crystal meth. And so every time I see her walking in the town, I, I pray for her. She doesn't need money for drugs. She needs money to get her help and set her free through Jesus Christ. And we've got these people all over us. Amen? So... What I want you to grab a hold of, beloved, is that are we going to reach our God-given potential or are we going to reach what the world wants to do in people's lives and in our lives? Okay, so rebuke the temptation of being selfish. The second thing, we, the second facet is unwrap our church's potential, which I think is so important because it's through the church, it's through the local church that God moves. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of what hell the gates of hades the gates of death will not prevail against it so our church is so important we need to unwrap our church's potential the bible said this and i think it's so important he's talking to his disciples he's talking about the church he says you are the salt of the earth but what good is salt if it lost its flavor can you make it salty again it will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. God desires for the local church to strive to reach her potential in Christ. And can I tell you something? I believe that Living Word Chapel is on track. I believe that, that, that what God is doing in us and through us is for his glory. 
the reason that the church has got to try and strive to reach our potential in Christ is because we're a beacon of light for a world headed in the wrong direction. It needs the light of Christ to point them back to God. The world doesn't need for us to tell them how bad they are. The world needs for us to show them how good God is. We are the salt that will keep the decay of sin from destroying our communities and our families. Every local church should be making a difference in individuals, in families, in their communities for God's glory. And the way that you make a difference is by having an attitude of embracing and unwrapping our potential in Christ. Every person that is sitting here today is so special to God. And together we are better for his glory. And when we come together with generosity and we have an I give attitude, lives change. Lives change. I love the way that, that the the Apostle Paul, as he wrote to the church in Macedonia, he said something that we should all embrace. He said, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches in the midst of very severe trials. Their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own. In other words, no one coerced them. No one twisted their arms. And that should never happen in a church. Amen? On their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. The church was not self-focused, this church, but was ministry-focused. And self-focused churches never make an impact in other individuals. Amen? Self-focused churches will never change the paint on their walls because they're so focused on things that don't matter. That's why we change things around. What is this about? What are, what are these pallet walls about? They're about embracing God. They're about sim symbolic things. It's about each individual palette is different because God has given every person in individuality. The, the broken window, it, it, it symbolizes that we're broken and we need a Savior to fix us. The window that's open shows us that, that I mean, the window that's here that, that's not broken shows us that God will always provide a window of hope into our lives. That door right there, if you notice the door, if you dim the lights real quick for me, if you notice the door, the door shows us that Jesus is the way. He's the truth and he's the life. And behind the door, when you open up that door to Jesus to come into your life, there's light and not darkness. Everything has significance. And, and, and churches that desire to unwrap their, their potential in Christ will always be open for whatever God has for us. See, life change, beloved, life change takes investment. 
You have to be willing to invest into the lives of others to make a life change. It doesn't happen overnight, and sometimes it is going to cost. Every time I do a wedding, when we do the ring ceremony, I, I pick, take the rings up. Just did one yesterday, did one on Saturday before that. I pick up these rings, and I say, these rings are very large in significance. They're made of precious metal. And they show us that love is not cheap nor common. In fact, love will cost us dearly at times. You see, God, God's love cost him, his son his life so that we could have life. And he invested into every single one of you so that you could have his abundance every day of your life. If you have Jesus in your life, he will make you better. And churches, we have to have that mentality. Couples in, a, in, in good marriages are willing to make the investments that will, make, that will ensure stability. And churches that are willing to invest generously into the lives of families, whether, uh, financially with their resources, by investing their time, because money doesn't change people. Wealthy people, wealthy Couples, wealthy uh, people sometimes will throw money at their children trying to appease them, trying to change them. Money doesn't change people. Time with them and pouring the things of God into them changes people. But sometimes we got to come with both. And by using their gifting, we will reap a harvest of transformed lives. And can I tell you, by the grace of Jesus Christ, there are a lot of lives that are being transformed here at Living Word Chapel, not because of us, but because we're willing to invest through Jesus into people's lives. You know how, you know how we can reach our community? What's the best thing we can do for our community? Let me tell you what I believe the best thing we can do for our community. The way that we have people's lives transformed is we provide them with the best children's ministry possible, the one where kids drag their parents out of bed on Sunday morning and get them to church. Amen? How, we, we provide a youth ministry, that, 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 that the, the best youth ministry possible, the kind of youth uh, student ministry where the students say, this is awesome, or, or, or they don't say that anymore. They say, this is sick. We provide a place where, where individuals are being transformed by the preaching of the word and are connecting and they're growing in Christ. We, we, where people are introduced, and manif uh, introduced to the manifested presence of the Holy Spirit in, through praise and worship and through the preached word. And they leave saying, I can feel the presence of God. I've heard many individuals come in and say, I don't know what happened. I don't know when I was singing. I started crying. I don't know what's going on. That's the presence of the living God. And the place where people can worship at church and they can go from house to house and have small groups. Can I tell you something, beloved? Small groups are so important to your welfare as a Christian. You are not going to grow as a believer by just coming to church one hour every week on Sunday. But when you spend time with other believers during the week, you will grow and grow and grow. Yesterday, you know what our small group did? We ran a 5K together. 
we got together and we just, we ran a 5K. You know what we're doing this next Saturday? We're bowling together. So we're going to be ready for, for the 11th. Can I tell you that you can spend time together with your small group. You can grow. You can experience the joy of the Lord. And that's exactly what we should be looking forward to do. The, uh, the Apostle Paul, he wrote to the church in Rome and he said this, and I, and I pray and I believe that this is going to be said about Living Word Chapel or any church that puts God's purposes first, that unwraps our potential. This is what the Apostle Paul wrote. Let me say first that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, church in Rome, because your faith in him is being talked about all over the world. All over the world, people talk about how amazing your faith is in God. I can tell you this, because I know this to be true, that there's people in Guatemala and Central America that talk about how awesome Jesus is through Living Word Chapel. Because I've heard it. I've seen letters. I got a text message the other day, uh, uh, and, and this person uh, texted me from outside of, outside of, uh, of Oracle in a, in a town in, in Arizona, and they said, Pastor, thank you for your messages. I've been listening to a message going to work every day on, my, every day on the podcast. I listen to it. And he said, it is really helping me as I go to work to have an attitude where Christ is at the center. And you know how we do that, beloved? By generosity. By making these things available. Our youth ministry delivered over 40 blankets and scarves and gloves last week to homes in our communities. They went out. They went out. And, 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 and they went with the joy and the love of God and, and, and they gave these blankets, making a difference for Jesus. Not because we want to badger people, but because we wanted to bring the warmth of Jesus to our communities. You guys made this happen. We still have about 20 more blankets we will distribute this week. And that means that 60 families will be impacted for God's glory. There are more than five families that we adopted this Christmas. And God has allowed us, because of your generosity, to bless them and make a difference. Unwrapping the potential of the church. Because you know what? It's not about us. It's about everyone that we can reach for his glory. There are so many people in our communities that need to be reached with the gospel. Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. He said, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. I don't know about you, beloved, but I want to give it all on the field before God calls me home. And as long as I am the pastor here, I'll tell you, we will be moving forward. We will always be moving by his grace and I pray his hand remains upon us, myself included, so that we can make an eternal difference before we die. Because that's what matters. I love golf, and I hope that I can play a lot more. But that doesn't matter to me as much as someone receiving Jesus as their Savior. My prayer is that if people don't make it to heaven, it, 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 I want it to be said, it's because they refuse to go, not because we didn't invite them. That's why part of our I give year-end 
is going to two part-time staff positions. Because I think it's worthy for us to invest into, into becoming the best church that we can be. The first of the part-time positions, and, and we've talked about this, is we're going to have a, a, a praise and worship director that's going to that's come on staff. And, and, and we're going to bring him on to help Shauna with praise and worship. She has been leading the, the, the Living Word Chapel for about 20 years. And now she's leading the student ministry and also the cafe. And then she also works as a dog groomer. And, and, and so as we come together, I want us to, to think, how can we be more effective? And, and, and how can we help my wife not die of overexhaustion? Because I need her in my life. Because I love you guys very much, but you're not Shauna. I think, if, uh, I think it would be great if, if you would go to Shauna today and, and tell her, you know what, we appreciate you. Because I think that sometimes we don't appreciate people as much as we should. The, the second part-time position we're going to bring on is a campus activities past, uh, director who will lead and oversee many of the ministry activities around the church. Because we're a busy place. And that's a good thing, amen? And these individu individuals that will fill these spots, they're already here serving. They're already in this capacity, but they have been doing this for the past year as volunteers and doing a great job of making LWC better. In fact, our praise teams are better because of the investment that this person is making into it. Our, our, our activities are better because of this person pouring into our activities. The Bible instructs us to honor people who give their lives to the service of the church by providing for their needs. Amen? No one in church service will ever become rich here on earth. Let me just say that. But we're rich in heaven. Amen? It's a way that we will reach our full potential in the church. I love the way that 1 Corinthians 9 puts it. It says... Don't you realize that those who work in the temple get their meals from the offerings brought to the temple and those who serve at the altar get a share of the sacrificial offerings? In the same way, the Lord ordered those who preach the good news should be supported by those who benefit from it. So if anyone wants to say, you know what, pastors shouldn't be paid, can I tell you, the Bible says otherwise. Those that are working in service in the church shouldn't be paid, can I tell you, as, as the Lord provides for us, we should always be paying individuals as they help us. We have someone that does a custodial service for us, a custodian, been doing it for years. Praise the Lord that we don't come into a dirty church. Amen? We have individuals that do maintenance. We have individuals that do all kinds of different things. Praise the Lord that we're able to provide for that. My prayer is that God will continue to provide staff opportunities so that we have an opportunity to reach our full potential by reaching as many people as we can. And can I tell you something? We do it together. Each person that gives generously partners with God and His purposes in reaching their communities and beyond for Christ. There will be many in heaven because of your generosity, and I know that God will say, well done, good and faithful servant.
So how do we apply this? How do we apply the, the, the unwrapping our church's potential? I'm going to give you three things as we close. The first way that we unwrap the church's potential is we give regularly. Give regularly. See, we should prayerfully seek God for direction in what you're to give of the financial resources he has provided for you. The Bible says this, and I love it. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your own hearts how much you, you're to give. And I love this about the Bible. It says a preacher shouldn't be up here saying, you should give this, give this. Forget that. Let the Lord direct you in what you're to give. Amen? And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously always provide all that you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over so that you can share with others. Because the Bible teaches us that if you give, you will be better. Number two, serve regularly. Volunteer in a place where you're needed or in a place that you're gifted. Nobody can do what you can do, and you will reach your full potential by serving every person that comes to Living Word Chapel, every person that goes to any local church. Once you sit, you shouldn't start serving right away. Once you sit and you, and you learn the culture of the church and you embrace what God is doing and you say, I love what's happening here, then you should say, Lord, I'm ready to take that next step. I want to serve people to bring glory to your name. And if everyone's doing that, we become a better place. Jesus said, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will be my servant also. If anyone will serve me, the Father is going to honor him. We're planning a volunteer for late January. And this volunteer, anyone that wants to come, you're going to go through a tour and see during a Sunday morning service, you're going to walk and see every facet of what's going on on the campus. There's a lot that happens while we're sitting here. Kids are being touched eternally. People are being, uh, parents are able to sit through a service because people are, are sitting with their kids pouring Jesus into the babies. The coffee shop, the cafe is going strong with the best coffee this side of uh, the Peckles. <laughs> the best coffee. I tell people, I'm not kidding you. I have people tell me this is better than Starbucks. Of course it is. Of course it is. Best coffee. There's a lot of places that you can serve to bring glory to Jesus. And the, la the third thing that you can, how you can apply this is you can pray regularly. Nobody can keep you from praying. If everyone would pray once a day for our church and maybe once a day for our, our churches in our community, it would give the devil a black eye. If you quit saying how bad life is, how this is that, oh, I can't, my life, my kids, just stop, stop, pray. Lord, thank you for who you are. You're bigger than my problems. Thank you for my church. I pray for the pastors. I pray for everyone there. Lord God, do your will there. Thriving churches are praying churches. 
Jesus said, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. And God will never lead us to pray selfish prayers. Do you think that if we ask uh, Jesus to allow LWC to reach her full potential, that this is something he will do? Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's how the Holy Spirit leads us to pray. Beloved, God desires for you to reach your God-given potential, and he desires that our church reach her God-ordained potential. And he has given us a choice to embrace his help. In your individual life, Today, say, Lord, I need your help so that I can unwrap my potential in Christ. Today, you can say, Lord, I embrace your potential for our church and for his blessings. Let's pray as I close. Thank you, Father. God, uh, Thank you for sending your son to save my soul. Thank you for giving me the gift who keeps on giving. And today I open up my heart to your generosity. I also embrace your power and, and gifting to reach my full potential in Christ. Lead me, Lord. Lead us to have a heart that is generous. Empower us, God, so that we can serve you with our gifting. And hear us, Jesus, as we pray for our church and for our, the churches in our community that your will will be done in us and in our lives. And we pray all this in the name that is above all names, the name of Christ Jesus the Lord. And Father, as we celebrate Christmas in the days that are coming. Lord God, thank you for the greatest gift that has ever been given to mankind. May we not be ashamed of the glorious King of Kings, Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. And may. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.